Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome back to this week's episode of Medicine Mondays. You're truly Dr. Barry Pierre, bringing you a discussion on the future of healthcare. So this is where I like to look forward to, and we've done a few episodes like this in the past, but I like to kind of look in the future of where healthcare is going and where is you, the consumer, the patient, right? The future, even investor, I don't know, depending on what side you're going to be on, uh, needs to look forward to in dealing with healthcare. Because obviously we have a significant change in the way we practice medicine, in the way we consume medicine, right? in the way we learn medicine, right? There's definitely different amounts of changes that are here to come. And I want to make sure you guys are prepared, right? I want to make sure if you're a medical student, a resident, pre-med, you're prepared for, hey, what is medicine going to look like for me? If you're a patient who is on the other side, who takes medication, gets received treatment, hey, what does, what does medicine look like for me? If you're one of those uh, savvy investors and you're like, all right, if I got to park some money somewhere, where can I do it? And where, especially in healthcare, and I get my best bang for my buck, right? This is, I think, an episode for you. So we're going to be talking about five future trends that I see that's going to continue to move forward and continue to blow up, right? That I think you need to be ahead of, right? So first and foremost, I think we would be remiss if we did not start off with artificial intelligence in regards to healthcare. I think we'd, we'd be a fool not to think that that artificial intelligence can and you know invade you know uh, digital marketing and uh, web design and video editing and all these other things here, but not have some type of benefit when we talk about healthcare. Now we talked in the past about how AI technology could be used in some fields. For example, I, I kind of gave the example of the radiologists and how radiologists are tasked at looking at images and trying to find, hey, what is wrong or what is right? Now, imagine if you had a technology that was able to do that same thing, but 10 times faster. Now, that may be scary to my radiologist friends. I apologize. But the reality is, is that that's going to come like the way technology is zooming these days, that is going to come. If you would have told me in 2001, 2001, hey, I'm going to be able to have a phone that can send an email, that can receive an email, receive a phone call, obviously, receive a video phone call, do image, do graphic editing, right? Like record, like if you would have told me I would have had a phone that would have been able to do all these things. And by the way, I could play video games on my phone in 2001. I would have told you, you are uh, crazy and you need to go to the asylum. But here we are where that is commonplace. I have kids who are in elementary school, middle school. And if you give them a tablet or a phone, they they just know what to do. So technology will definitely speed up how we do things. And when we talk about artificial intelligence and we talk about medicine, you best believe, you best believe that they're going to figure out ways to obviously again diagnose. They're going to figure out ways to treat, right? And you're going to have, obviously you're going to have, you're still going to have healthcare involved. You're still going to have healthcare involved, but you're going to have to figure out a way, how can I marry the two? 
how can I marry the human body, right? The human mind with this robotic mind that made show me how to do things faster. Because at the end of the day, this artificial intelligence is only as good as at the information I provided. So if I'm providing it the correct information and I'm able to kind of master what information is coming out there, how can that not only benefit the patient, how is that going to benefit healthcare? How is that going to benefit all of the different moving parts when trying to get you better or keep you better or keep you living longer, right? Like, and uh, a little, I'll, in fact, I'll give a little added bonus on uh, some trends, right? When we talk about biohacking, right? There's so many people who want to try to hack the system, hack like, all right, maybe I take these medications here. Maybe I take this vitamin here. Maybe I sleep this amount of time, right? To try to live longer, not only living longer, but live uh, a more fulfilling life even at the end. Like last week, we talked about geriatrics and polypharmacy. We talked about this aspect of, hey, we are living longer. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Like that is a fact that you cannot deny. We're living longer here. So the question becomes like, what are we doing to make sure that the longer we live, we're not falling into more complications. We're not falling into more comorbidities. And I think artificial intelligence, when it comes to diagnosing, when it comes to treating is going to be extremely important. Right. So I definitely think that's something that we need to get a handle of, or it's going to run us down. Because I know, I know in healthcare, right? I know there's someone in healthcare, especially in the healthcare field, right? The doctors are like, "Ain't no way a computer's gonna be able to, you know, read this better than me, or ain't no way that a person's gonna re- replace a computer's gonna replace me." And that is where you will be wrong. You will be wrong thinking that, um, especially these these companies, right? We know these companies are for profit. If they see that the for profit means that I can get rid of you know, 10 uh, physicians and nurse practitioners and physician assistants and radio. Like if they start seeing that, hey, I can save all of this money with this one artificial intelligence program, they are going to do it. And we can't be on the blind side being shocked or surprised when it does. So we have to, again, keep that watch of mind of, hey, this is what's happening. Trend number two, which I think is important, which I think obviously because of the pandemic skyrocketed in uh, level of acceptance, and more importantly, um, the fact that people were going to finally pay for it. Because one caveat, right? And I, I mean, the trend number two is telemedicine. This is where before you used to think, all right, for me to go to my doctor's office, I got to go there, I got to get dressed, right? Maybe I got to take a half day of work. Maybe I got to take a full day of work off. I got to go to the office. I got to wait in the waiting room with all these other people who may be sick, maybe not sick. I got to get in. And then, you know, my doctor talks to me about 15, 20 minutes and I'm gone. Right. But my halfway of my day is gone. Like that was like the traditional route of healthcare. And then the pandemic came. And then we were at a point where you could not go see the doctor. Right. The doctor's office were closed. You could not go see them. Hey, we're going to use this technology that says, hey, you know what? Just, you know, at the comfort of your own home point the phone or your computer uh, camera at yourself and let's talk. And by us talking, we're going to get to the same bottom of it, even if I can't physically, you know, put my stethoscope on you, right, and do my physical exam. Even if I can't physically do that, I'm good enough to know that I can diagnose, which a lot of times, and I tell patients all the time, I don't think they 
necessarily believe us, but I tell patients all the time, the good doctors, by, you know, minute two or three, we already have an idea what we're going to do. Like the rest of the 12 to 15 minutes, we're just kind of shooting the breeze, kind of, you know, obviously getting to knee deep. But by minute three, we have a good idea of the direction we're going. So we don't necessarily physically need you to be in our office. And imagine if now, instead of you having to take that half day at work, right, you can just, hey, I'm going to my car real quick. I got a doctor's appointment. You go into your parking lot. You, you Again, you do your, your doctor's appointment in your car and you're back. You, before your lunch break is over. So I think telemedicine is going to be extremely important. And before, let me tell you, it's not like we didn't want to do it, guys, because I, I don't want my patients out there feel like, oh, now all of a sudden doctors want to do it. No, 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 we've been wanting to do it. Unfortunately, your insurance companies did not want to pay for it. That's the honest truth. Okay, we'll, we'll talk a lot about how the future trends of medicine are you know, primarily tied to money, right? Just be honest, that's, healthcare is a business. Your health insurance companies did not want to reimburse for doctors to do those telemedicine visits. It's the reason why before, it's probably still now, like when you would have, let's say you do some labs in your doctor's office, your doctor said, all right, come back to see me. The reason why your doctor wants you to come back to see him because they say, hey, let me go ahead, right? And get, because I don't get paid for talking over the phone. I don't get paid for talking over the phone and saying, hey, uh, this is what's going on with your lab results. Especially if it's something abnormal and something I could maybe I just add one medication. But they're like, you know what? Now that they're going to pay us, especially from telemedicine, lo and behold, guess what? A lot of offices are not offering telemedicine. And even though everything has opened back up again as far as the pandemic is concerned, doctor's offices are like, hold on, you know what? There's really no reason to go away from the telemedicine, especially if they keep reimbursing it. There's no reason to do it, which I totally agree with them. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, with another commercial break for the Lunch and Learn community members. If you've been asking, hey, you know what? What can I do to get more involved with the Lunch and Learn community? What can I do to get more involved with Dr. Barry? I got something for you. This year, we have launched the Lunch and Learn Patreon community, where you get access to a private Discord, access to live Q and A's, Depending on the tier you select, you can even become a producer on the show and choose your next topic that you want to hear and even suggest guests. So I want you to do right now after listening to this episode, of course, is join me at drbarrypierre.com slash Patreon. Check out the different tiers and join me in our private Discord today. Because it's one of those things where if you are not ahead of the game, right? And that's what we're talking about today, right? If you are not ahead of the game, you will be left behind. So if you have two doctors, one does telemedicine, the other does not do telemedicine, which doctor are you likely to choose? I think the answer is easy. So trend number three, and trend number three is where I think it really gets important to get down to the nitty gritty of who that person is. And this is personalized medicine. How often, how often do you hear you know, person has high blood pressure, put them on this medication here. Regardless of who that person is, everyone seems to get that one medication. But what happens when we get to the point where we're able to do genetic testing affordably and we're able to say, you know what, based off your genes and everything else, your hormone levels and everything else, I think you'll do better with this medication here. And that's coming. That's not here yet. So I don't want you to run to your doctor's office and say, hey, how come you don't do... The genetic testing, it's not there yet, especially from a reimbursement standpoint. 
but it will eventually get there. We kind of talk again, I talked about last week, polypharmacy. We'll get to the point where we'll start personalizing, say, hey, you know what? You don't really need to be on four different medications because I think your three medications will be just fine. You don't need to be on this medication here because based off your hormone levels, this medication will do you better. Right. And it's going to be so uh, pinpoint. Now, again, this may be this. This portion is probably going to be more years to come. But like definitely some I want you guys, especially when you look back to this episode here, like, oh, you know what? Dr. Pierre was talking about like personalizing medicine and using genes and genomics and everything else to make medicine fit me instead of me have to fit the medicine. I don't want the patient to have to fit the medicine. I want the medicine to fit the patient. And I think that's where you're going to see this. I think it's going to be the biggest trend. I think it's going to take the longest to really see fruition. But I think that's the direction we have to go if we're really going to be about personalizing care and taking care of the individual patient and not this, you know, cookie stamp approach on how we're taking care of patients. Trend number four. Trend number four, and this is big because when we talk about telemedicine, when we talk about you know, this expansion of personalized care, something that always gets brought up is the privacy aspect of it. And HIPAA is the big thing, right? The HIPAA monster, I've, I've, I've famously dubbed it. The HIPAA monster where you know, a patient's personal health history, we don't want that out in the general public, right? Because one, it could be used against you in, in regards to life insurance. It could be used against you in regards to jobs. It could be used in regards to for a whole bunch of different reasons. There's lots of different reasons why we don't want the information out in public. So because we don't want the information out in public, like we have to really going to start seeing some more like, like sophisticated ways to transfer our health information to each other. One of the issues, especially as a hospital physician that I deal with, is that I have a patient who may go to this hospital over here, and then they come to see me in a rehab. But guess what? I don't have access to that hospital here. So I don't really know, unless you know they did this archaic thing and printed out all of the notes, I don't really know what happened over there, what tests. Like, I don't really know those things. But you're going to get to the point where you can go to hospital A and then rehab B and then go do home health services with you know company C, and we're all going to be able to have information on what's been going on with you. Like you've seen some people kind of tease it with this aspect of blockchain and having a patient's information on the blockchain to be able to access it, to be able to recognize like, hey, what test did they do for you in uh, that one hospital a couple of years ago? Boom, do a search, boom, it pops up, right? That's going to happen. Again, another thing that is probably going to be a ways because it's essentially... Someone's got to make some money from it. So they haven't necessarily decided who's going to be. But whoever decides that they're going to be the person that helps connect all of these different hospital systems, electronic medical record systems together, whoever does that, they're going to be hella rich. I can tell you that. Uh, definitely a company um, you'd want to invest in. And last but not least, last but not least, and I think this is important as a person who is a uh, staunch, uh, you know, uh, you know, a person who's a supporter of the Apple Watch. And if you're an Android family, I don't know what the Android's family version is, but I know y'all got something of that. Healthcare wearables are going to be so important because it's going to help not only, again, personalize the care, it's going to help 
keep that interconnection, right? You know, trend number four uh, together, but do it in a private way. So now, now the doctors, the healthcare providers, the nurse practitioners, the PAs, all of a sudden now we can have a, uh, a, a system of tracking how well you're doing from a healthcare perspective. And now you just, you wear it on your wrist, you keep it going, right? You want to do sleep study, wear something on your wrist, you keep it going. Right. There are so many different ways that I think healthcare wearables are going to be important, especially in the future that I think like, again, I think, uh, and you know, in the Apple, not only can, you know, I can check my heartbeat, I can check my oxygen, I can do like an EKG to make sure I don't have like atrial fibrillation. There are so many different things that, and again, we're just at the start. We are just, we're just, we're just ramping up at the, at the end of the year, 2023, we're going to look back in five to 10 years and be like, Oh, like my watch can do what? Like stuff that I can't even imagine now that your watch can do your your necklace or where whatever the type of wearable device it's going to be. I think we are going to be genuinely shocked. Again, I want people to bookmark, uh, you know, this episode, right? Where you listen to it on a podcast, watch it on a video, bookmark this episode to say, hey, you know what? Like that video that Barry did, you know, five years ago is true and look how true it is and i don't again i can't even imagine because again i'm pretty sure they're just sitting in you know some you know warehouse some building just thinking about different ideas on how to make healthcare better because at at the end of the day obviously someone's gonna make a lot of money right because that's healthcare is a business someone's gonna make a lot of money but more importantly there are going to be a lot of lives saved because of the advances that we're going to have so we're going to have issues where, you know what, because you're in a different part of the world, it doesn't matter, right? Because we can get, we can connect you with the providers who need to be there and we can diagnose and we prescribe and do what we need to do from there, right? They're going to be certain, like, we're going to be breaking down so many barriers that have been a hindrance in getting people healthier across the world that it's, it's going to be almost commonplace. And then that's going to add into the fact that once we start doing these things here, people are going to start living longer. And when people start living longer, the more important thing is that it's one thing to live longer, right? It's great if you're 110, 115, but like, are you a good 110? Whatever good means, right? Do you look good? Are you bedbidden? Like, are bedridden? Like, what is that if you're living longer, if you're not living healthier? And I think that's where the trends from a common ground standpoint, that's where we're heading to. That not only are you living longer, but you're living healthier. And I think these five trends are going to be extremely important for us to get there. So again, I'm yours truly, Dr. Barry. Thank you for joining another episode of Medicine Mondays. I'm going to see you all next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.